album concept hour. It's the album concept hour. Uh, welcome everybody to the album concept hour. I am your host Brad LeBaron, uh, and I am here with my co-hosts in the studio and in virtual world. We have uh, Studio John over here. What's going on, Studio, Studio John? Studio John, just be chilling like a villain. Chilling over there at the, the end ready of the to, table to my right. Ready to cover some pet sounds. Ooh, oh my God, some pet sounds finally. And uh, right across the table from me, we have Studio Dave. What's up, Dave? Hello, hello. How's it going? Man, I'm ready to chill and relax to some pet sounds. Oh my God, mm. just just all the, all the, all the sounds, you, the vibrations. And uh, in the virtual world, we got Jake the Snake Foster. What's up, Jake? Hello Welcome. from the virtual world. Yeah, yeah. How's and I'm being there? recorded on uh, the video, too, so it's just me and... Yes. It's just... Me and yeah, Brad. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking at the, the video, uh, it's just the two of us. Um, by the way, I know that we've... <laughs> Before we get into it, I know that we've talked about making uh, uh, all the episodes uh, as videos for exclusive content on the Patreon. I have to apologize because the Patreon does not allow very large uploads of videos, and it is impossible to upload a, a exclusive uh, uh, video of our size on that. So, just a quick update on the top of the episode, in case we'll you come were, up with something. We'll come up. We'll come up with something. But I will be using these uh, this footage for you know uh, different random clips uh, when I uh, you know put them together for the episodes. So it won't it won't all go to waste. We'll Maybe still, a music video. I'll have to hunt down the the uh, Jake's cactus uh, growing. Uh, um, and uh, give people uh, an update on that. Um, but uh, yeah, we uh, we adopted another little cactus. Oh, and, yeah, another little cactus. Yeah, they're outside right now, but they're. Oh uh, yeah, it's a good time to be outside right now. Yeah, yeah, but but I can always make a trip out to get the cactus for an update. For sure, for sure. So um, yeah, we uh, we're we're still we're at, we're we got a mix of the virtual and the studio, and we're we're probably gonna always maintain some sort of uh, version of this now after the pandemic. Um, but we are here together to talk about one of the greatest recordings of rock music ever. Mm, it is the Beach Boys' rock. Pet Sounds. And, uh, you know, I know it, it's, it's, you know, everyone at this point in history knows how good it is, uh, but it wasn't uh, that well received uh, when it, it came out. And um, there's a great story uh, behind it and everything. It's uh, um, a really important inspirational album and uh yeah we chose to do it right after doing uh the beatles sergeant pepper because uh it's one of the albums that influenced them to kind of take that big leap to do that you know huge experimental concept uh that they did so just yeah. like how the beach boys heard the uh, heard the beatles and decided to do this mm -hmm. so did we have to do the same thing yeah yeah they this is you know they're a classic group of... Um, Although this is what inspired them to do um, Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. Like yeah. what helped to inspire them to do. Because the Beach Boys listened to Revolver. Mm -hmm. and they made this. And then... Yeah, yeah. I um, think that... The, uh, right. the, the the Beatles made Sgt. Pepper. So mm -hmm. we're doing it in reverse order. Yeah. But the call is still there, people. Just yeah. So you know. um, they, they went... You know, a lot of people... Anyone that knows about their history knows they went kind of back and forth. They were like... Kind of, you know, going off of each other's both uh, uh, songwriting um, abilities and recording techniques. It was, it was a beautiful competition. Yeah, um, it was a everyone. I think everyone in that competition wins. Well, I guess except for except for poor Brian. Yeah, I was gonna say Brian he tried to do smile. And, yeah. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to debate on Fearless. I'm sorry. Which Fearless album is the worst of all time? The one that she released when she was 18? The one she just released in Papa Charts? Jeepers Christ, we're, we're trying to record <laughs> uh, the Beach Boys right now. Um, I'll debate you on this one, like... <laughs> yes, oh. we got a preview. We got a preview of, uh, of the episode. Um, Don't cut. We'll I do, do it live. We'll I do understand. This live. I do understand. There is it's a not yeah. The that's right. Album. Of I forgot. Time. I forgot that she released the, the new version of it, though. I remember hearing recently that she did that for like all I of her own things. Like what she did. Um, it's on. Country. It's on. So guys, we're just cowering in a corner. <laughs> she right ruined now. it. She ruined country music. No, no, no. This is just. This is just a pre. This is just a you know a sneak peek at the at the uh, fight we're gonna have in uh, about three weeks here. Uh, hopefully, uh, we, we're gonna have. Uh, I think John and me are gonna be in one corner. And um, I'm sorry. What's your fiance's name? Kayla. Uh, Kay- Kayla and Jake will be in another corner. I think uh, uh, Dave will be our official referee. Um, so uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about yeah, Dave's about his. <laughs> I'll get a whistle. So um, anyway, yeah, we need a soundboard of like points scored and. <laughs> uh, hell yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So we're we're uh, we're talking about uh, the Beach Boys pet sounds. Um, I, did, I thought I muted my microphone. I'm, I have my. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no no no! That's that's no, all. We're oh, that's that. all in the oh, episode. Her mic, her mic is on. That's why I oh. had two. So we recorded uh, between the sheets. We were her, Kayla and I recorded Ray Charles tonight. Oh so okay that's okay. Why. Oh, oh nice nice. So just yeah right. okay yeah yeah. No that's fine that's fine. People people yeah uh, that's sharp eared listeners. Let's get hyped up. Let's sharp, do it. Sharp eared listeners will will know uh, yeah, when they hear we'll, the next something episode. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the countdown uh, is on <laughs> the Tui Swift countdown clock. Uh, yeah, the wow. Swift off. Did not think uh, this intense. I thought I'd get to make you better. You better bring notes. No, you, you yeah, better. Bring you, notes, better you better. It's <laughs> it will be the most intense wow. episode we have ever done. Listen, I'm a, well, I'll do research too, man. Well, the worst part man. is here. Like I told you, I have I, I have her like fucking autograph somewhere. You know, oh, man, like, you got to burn I, it. You picked the side there. now, John. You picked the <laughs> I've, side. I've, no, John, John, stick with I it. I liked her. John, stick with it. Don't apologize. I, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> she it. ruined it. <laughs> she never moved on from this. That's that's the point. All right, that's 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 his his going to be his right. opening opening argument. statement. Given. But she never we're going to move on. We have to move on for now <laughs> because we have we have we right. have some tracks to get to of this little band called the Beach Boys. Um, and, uh, we, yeah, we were just talking about how Brian Wilson, uh, had kind of an unfortunate run at, uh, kind of trying to expand the, uh, the music horizons. Cause unlike the Beatles, he didn't really have a support group of people that were, you know, into the same vision of the music that he was. Um, so he was kind of an outsider to, uh, his bandmates at this point, like, uh, a lot of them, uh, when um, they they heard this stuff for the first time, were very uh, taken aback because it wasn't like you know super poppy and positive like all their previous stuff had been. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was a very very uh, you know abrupt shift in yeah. the. In There's the... no Barbara Barbaran on this album. No, 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 not, <laughs> no, no Barbaran of any kind. Uh, there's there's one, I guess Sloop John B is technically a surf too, yeah. but. 
barely this involves a boat and water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just barely a surf tune, but it's um, technically a surf song. Yeah, it's like, water yeah. involved. They, they don't mention the surfing, but it's implied. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, um, if you want to really uh, uh, get a good um, representation of the you know uh, the story of. Brian Wilson recording this with, uh, was the Wrecking Crew you said? The Wrecking Crew. Yeah, the Wrecking Crew uh, and all town. these amazing, um, you know, session musicians. Um, uh, uh, Love and Mercy is a movie that came out about like, I think, I don't know, probably 10 years ago now. It feels like a while now. But uh, really, really fantastic, like representation of both Pet Sounds and the period of his life right before he kind of like got back to the public spotlight. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's, it's, it's an amazing album, but it's also a little bit of a tragic story with, with Brian Wilson. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to gonna break it down. Yeah. Yeah. He's another one of those that, um, had a really overbearing father and, uh, that's part of the reason he was so talented because he was kind of like, uh, forced kind of to do it from, an, from a young age, kind of like Michael Jackson, um, and some other, you know, uh, uh big you know, artists that are kind of uh, savants. actors anywhere and then just that family get pushed and pushed. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he makes it, yeah, he ends up making amazing music because of it, but it's it's born out of like a... Tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a need to, you know, uh, 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 you know, impress his father and um, yeah, yeah. All, all that kind of uh, stuff that's really, really difficult to work through. And uh, some of it is covered, I think, in the lyrics of the album. Um, it's a really personal album. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Every, every, every song of this is pretty, pretty raw and, uh, and real about how he's feeling about love or, or, or life or his ego or whatever. He's Ugh. got a lot of thoughts in this, in this, this album. A lot of things to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems, it seems like a very poppy album now, but, uh, you know, then it It was very experimental. It was, it was, yeah, it was very experimental, uh, considered one of the first, uh, well, by some considered the first rock concept album. And, uh, it does come before Tommy and it does come before Sgt. Pepper. So, um, yeah, I mean, Frank Sinatra was a concept album, but that wasn't rock. So... Yeah, this could be the first. And the first album album, really. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the first... Uh, concept, uh, it wasn't an album. They had that, that was the concept. It's, it's a fucking album, dude. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? You kidding me? You can fit all these songs on this whole thing. Uh, so, um, yeah, this is another thing that, that pushed the envelope. Uh, we'll get into uh, a track before we, we keep uh, uh, talking about... So we got, we got, you know, there's probably a lot we're going to be talking about throughout the... Uh, episode. But yeah, you guys want to get into track one? Let's do it. All right, here is uh, just one of the greatest openings ever. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice? Just yeah. that drum kick off the bat, just oh. oh my god, yeah, all the 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 drums just are really great, just a great like start to the album. Too. Yeah, I like I like that there's timpanis throughout the album, you know, too. Like 
it's like a, it's kind of a subtle thing, but like it really gives a different, completely different kind of vibe. You know, there's so many different artists on this, like yeah. mm-hmm. members of the Wrecking Crew. On this, what is noted, um, I can't even count these fast enough. I should have counted it. You know, maybe I will count it. But there's, it's just he. It's so many different people that have, um, like that collaborated. People or something on it. Yeah, more than it, that, I think. I from what I first glance, but like, uh, Glenn Campbell's listed on here. Um, yeah. Larry Nectel, he was in Bread, I believe. Okay. And okay. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, a, in a different bunch of different groups. Um, Billy Strange is on this. Tommy Tedesco, which Billy Strange uh, he played. Yeah, yep. Doctor Strange's uh, uh, cousin uncle? Billy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably uncle. That that lines up better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking uncle, probably previous yeah. generation. Jim yeah. Gordon, who would be a member of Derek and the Dominoes, is on this. Oh yeah, oh. off uh, Commissioner Gordon's uh, uncle. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Keeping with my theme. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyways, there's a uh, lot though. There, there are. Yeah, there's a like a really um, Carol K. Carol Kay is uh, one of the like biggest uh, female studio musicians of all time. Okay. Uh, she played bass guitar in the Wrecking Crew and um, like a pioneer for women in this, especially at this time. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Real, Most real definitely. boys club uh, in the, in the rock world. Yeah, back then. Um, yeah, no, and uh, what's interesting about this is it was. Um, it was recorded while the rest of the band was on tour, I believe. Um, I believe, uh, yeah, Brian Wilson stayed back and, uh, uh, you know, did all the, uh, you know, com- basically composed the whole thing. There's like maybe one track or there's two tracks actually that have some of the other uh, uh, Beach Boys uh, playing instruments. But other than that, it's a lot of random, um, you know, instruments and sounds and uh all in mono too so 42 members 42 of the of the wrecking crew jesus christ and then there's marilyn wilson uh tony surname unknown tambourine on sloop john b terry melker uh steve korhoff and then tony asher uh, oh yeah on and there is and then as well as other members of the beach boys that uh, the vocals and a few other things as well. Well, yeah. So Tony Asher was uh, the uh, kind of the partner in this uh, production uh, team, like with Brian Wilson, um, and apparently he was a jingle writer um, of the time. So um, that's uh, I don't know if they worked much together besides this. Uh, I, I haven't looked into that, but. Um, yeah, Tony Asher apparently was very important to the, uh, the, this process. Um, so, but yeah, it starts with a very, uh, uh, positive, upbeat, uh, you know, what you'd expect from the Beach Boys track, you know, uh, probably very consciously to, uh, you know, rope you in, uh, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of the Beach Boys were worried that it was too... Uh, you know, dreary and, you know, melancholy. Um, uh, a lot of people, a lot of them were not happy with Brian Wilson when they came back from the tour. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, he was given a lot of shit from it by his bandmates, by his dad, you know, like, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't get it. They didn't get it at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's part of why Brian Wilson eventually kind of went into seclusion a little bit, you know, not having a lot of people that, you know, kind of really know him, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this song, I always remember being played over, especially that opening in, in the movie Fifty First Dates. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is crazy. Like, I knew Why the song. Why would you get this from her? Yeah. I, I, I knew the song before and loved the song. The movie. But... <laughs> that movie's problematic. This is silly crying. There's That movie's problematic for a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those ones where at the time it hasn't like, oh, aged this, well. This is fun, but then like, oh yeah, yeah. there's yeah. not really any consent here, is there? Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, the, and then there's just a whole lot of yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just Wait, which but, movie? Oh, Fifty First States. We don't have to oh, get into it. It's yeah. it's it involves memory loss, yeah. and it's just uh, it, it, no, it's a I, cool. It was a cool idea. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, the songs in it. And, the songs in it. Yes. Wouldn't it be nice if yeah. we were older? And um, the uh, other movie that this is in that I think about is uh, the Beach Boys movie Love and Mercy that I mentioned. Um, they actually, throughout the, the movie, they play different songs from the album to highlight different like points in his life and different moods. But they save this song for the very last scene. And it's hey, so beautiful hey, and triumphant. Go ahead. I've one I was other. Just, th- I was just saying it was just it. You know, because since the movie ends with where he starts to kind of find himself again, it's just a really yeah, it's a great scene. I I play one of the first weddings I did was they had this song as they were walking down the aisle, and then they had the instrumental version when they were as their recessional. Oh, um, okay. So that was really cool. Nice. Uh, Taylor Swift. Selected this song. Uh, if she was w- ever to get married, she would uh, have this song walking down the aisle. Well, that's what so there a, you go. What a dumb choice. What a dumb <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's that's great. Oh, how many? What's the countdown? What is it? What is how many days? How many oh, hours? Uh, I think we're, we're three weeks or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know when this come out. Until we get Swifty. <laughs> Until we get Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I should cue that up for that episode. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, and it is, it's, it's just a beautiful song. Um, I like that. So we're gonna play Good Vibrations at some point too. Um, but uh, what I like about this one is it's like it's the one big positive song for this album. You know what I mean? Good Vibrations is positive as well, but it was like kind of made after the fact. Um, but yeah, it's they're they're both very much in the same vein. Um, but uh, yeah, the next track we got for you guys is "You Still Believe in Me." You guys ready for that? Glockenspiel. I had to say that word. Okay, I was in the last. Is that your safety? Word? Okay, oh, is that your yes. safety? Word? <laughs> yes, it is. That's a that's a good safety word, actually. You're not going to say that on accident, right? Most nights. Most nice. <laughs> all right, here is uh, You Still Believe in Me. And after all I promised you So faithfully You still 
bicycle horn and fingal uh, fingal finger cymbals played by Hal Blaine. Who <laughs> That's is called in... the fingal. <laughs> the fingal. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> they had fun naming that. The fingal. Hey, what else? What should we call it? I don't know. Fingal. Let's go for it. Let's go yeah, on. yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it works. The finger symbol by Hal Blaine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. He wanted to, I guess, evoke the the kind of feeling of like innocence and like childhood, uh, with the bike horn, um, which I think is something he kind of tries to evoke throughout the album a bit. And he nailed it this song. Yeah, this song especially. Yeah, this is um. Like, um, like being a kid, like a warm, like a summer day, just like relaxing, just doing like doing your own thing, and it's just it's yeah. so yeah. It's like a very it's, it's a free song. You just kind of like there's no, no worries, just kind of enjoying and taking it in, and yeah, yeah. And this is the and this is probably the first this is probably the first time when you're listening to it in back then that you're like, huh, what's the what are they doing in this one? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine being like a Beach Boys fan at the time. This you're like. Beach Boys, you get it. You put this on, like, what the hell is this? Well, you know, it's it's kind of funny like you too. You weren't ready for this because it's like yeah. the first song. You know, wouldn't it be nice? Is like it's not really like it's like that middle ground. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's got like, a little bit of it's that like sounds. it's it's why T Swift would be uh, would be walking down the yeah. aisle to it. She wants to skip to it like a little, like a little. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if Taylor Swift you know? did this? But, yeah, you yeah. Know, she uh, should cover it. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's still kind of like Beach Boy Z. And then and then you get into this one and it's kind of like what is this? What yeah. is going on? Whoa! Yeah, the, the, the note this, here says a dreamlike introduction. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on, um, where's my surfing safari? Come on, guys! <laughs> right. But yeah, it's a very simple kind of. Uh, um, it's so peaceful. Yeah, I'm trying to. He um, talks about it being like a very a little, spiritual old song. Yeah. And uh, when you think of the Beach Boys, I d- at least I don't think of them being very spiritual. No, definitely so, not. No, but I definitely this definitely has some spiritual tunes though. Oh yeah, but um yeah totally. I think, yeah yeah, he's got some like some kind of connection, you know. Yeah, he was definitely on a lot of drugs. Oh, and okay. By the way, uh, here's a little note from the the genius uh, uh, quote from uh, who who said this. Oh, the liner notes. Um, you're trying to do something that would sort of sound, uh, I guess, like a harpsichord, but a little more ethereal than that. I'm plucking the strings by leaning inside the piano, and Brian is holding down the notes on the keyboard so they will ring when I pluck them. I pluck the strings with paper clips, hairpins, bobby pins, and several other things until Brian got the sound he wanted. So, yeah. Real uh, experimental recording techniques. Yeah, and the, the the composition, uh, it's in the key of B major, but it's got the frequent use of two five one turnaround, six uninterrupted repeats of B C sharp, uh, C sharp minor, and F sharp seven. So. Um, wow. Yeah, B, C sharp minor, and F sharp seven. He's but doing like, some music science in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of tempo changes. So that's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, there's a lot going on. You know, you barely notice the tempo changes, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But 
He kind of does it throughout. He kind of like he, he, he like does holds it throughout the album too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. He, what he is, does, wouldn't it be nice? It has that too. Yeah. Well, he does that thing where he like he holds a note for an indeterminate amount of time and it comes back, but it's not like in rhythm with you know what came before it necessarily. You know, it comes back just when it feels right. <laughs> you know. Um, there's another specific point that I'm talking about. Uh, I think I picked as a clip. Um, oh, no, yeah, it's Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations is a good little part like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a really, uh, real, real simple kind of love song about uh, a young, young breakups and young, young love and not feeling like, uh, like, like you're whole when you're, you know, uh, um, not with someone. Yeah, he was definitely of, he was definitely unloading a lot of emotions. Yeah, I think he had. Somebody was. I think he maybe had a lot of like. I mean, he strikes he, me he as someone that was maybe lyrics. always dating someone, you know. Yeah. Like like didn't didn't spend too much time alone, um, up to this point maybe. Well, he was married by this time too. He was. Yeah, but I think that one fell apart. Yeah. After the after he kind of kind of went he to reclusion. Apart. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but for now, that's not me, he's saying. So uh, you guys want to get on to uh, track three, That's Not Me? Yeah. Here's track three. I once had a dream, so I packed up and split for the city. I feel bad I didn't get that last bit, um, but yeah, that's 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 not me, and uh, I, I chose that clip because it's like the you know kind of a biographical little little bit, is um, you know talking about leaving the leaving his home and going to the city, making mm-hmm. it big, you know, um, and really like reflecting on his life, like we were just talking about. Like I had to prove that I could make it alone now, but that's not me. I wanted to show how independent I'd grown, but that's not me, you know. Um, I feel like he's having like a lot of like he's almost having like existential crisis in this album, but in a very like. Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense. He he yeah. really. It was not long after this album that he melted down. He wasn't even he wasn't touring anymore already. Yeah, point, yeah. You know, he already pulled himself off the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the Swoop John B part, uh, where it says, uh, "I, I just wanted to get home or whatever," you know, mm-hmm. um, that part happens in the movie, right? Literally, as he's feeling that on tour, and then right. like you know, he comes. He's down with anxiety, yeah. or he just doesn't want to. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, I mean, in the movie, they really like portray him like shutting down, like really like shutting down to everyone if it's portrayed right, you know. Um, but yeah, he was definitely having a lot of mental health struggles um, at this point in his life. Couple of issues. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I think that if he was around people like the Beatles, I don't think he would have maybe endured that problem so long. I think it was partially the fact that he was also isolated, being this kind of interesting, weird person, you know. And he couldn't really explore it. He couldn't really um, like let it out. He couldn't like yeah. T- like well, you play know, around, it's it's, it's funny because it's like yeah. he wanted that sound. He yeah, couldn't really go yeah. out of that box. He was stuck. They wanted in the Beach Boy box mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they. Well, you know, it's 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 like with it's like with the fact that this album is what it is. It's almost like 
in his mind, he's like, all right, well, they're away on tour. I can do everything else, mm-hmm. but I'll compromise. Got to be the Beach Boys vocal sound. Yeah. And everything else I can do. I can do that, and then well, that, the beach that's the away. compromise. Brian Wilson that's will how, play. That's how, I'll get them, <laughs> that's how I'll get them to like still sing on it. I'll tell them it was like, it's got to be the Beach Boys sound. And then yeah, he gets to yeah. do everything else while they're gone. Yeah, no, I think that he really was, we were talking about that before the recording, but I think he really was free uh, because they were gone to, mm-hmm. like, you know, really express himself in this album. Because, like, this is all this is all his, like, internal struggles, whereas, like, previous stuff is, like, you know, it's it's surf, surf music. It's, it's you know... It's, like a distraction away yeah. from his problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, he's taking, you know, LSD at this point. He's experimenting with, you know... Uh, the the psychedelic many, movement, many many, yeah yeah. Uh, I think one of these songs he he wrote on LSD, um, probably several, but um, there's one they they talk about in. I think I wrote it down in my notes. Oh yeah yeah yeah, we'll get to it. Um, but uh, uh, yeah yeah, this is this is a weird point in Brian Wilson's life. Um, and it's the uh, crossover. It's it's the. Uh... The mania mixing with the man before the mania takes over the man. Yeah, maybe that's why it's so dreamlike, you know? Like, there's a lot of really dreamlike stuff mm. in this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It really is like being in Brian Wilson's head. It is always a dream. That's why like this, that's like why this album is his pet sound. <laughs> this album is his pet sound in his head. He's been hearing yeah, it for yeah. like years, probably. Yeah, yeah. I still don't fully get the pet sounds thing, but... I mean, well, I mean, they're at the end. They're at the end, yeah. <laughs> it's the pet sounds yeah. in his head. Yeah, yeah. These songs are his pet sounds. And the sounds. cover art is just, the album is just hilarious yeah. and fantastic. Oh, yeah, they're Great. just, they're holding a goat, so right? So They're around, like, I think animals, like, feeding them, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we were, we were also joking about how uh, there's a lot of bands that, uh, uh, around this era, have animal noises in their music, including Pink Floyd... The Beatles with Sgt. Pepper, like we heard uh, last week. And uh, what was the third one? Um, there was another group. Uh, uh, oh, wait, maybe it's just the Beach Boys I'm thinking of. But um, yeah, yeah, there's a couple bands, though, that like, you know, incorporate uh, uh, animal sounds into their music. Oh, uh, Pink Floyd Animals, too, is also what I was thinking of, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it seems like it was like, uh, maybe a novel, a novel thing to do because, you know, there hadn't been a lot of recordings of that stuff yet. I don't know, but uh, yeah, very experimental and weird, and uh, that's what that time was about—being experimental shit. and weird and trying shit. And, hey, yeah. let's dog on there. See what he has well, to say. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. He's got struggles. He's got struggles, but uh, you know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know He's who really- he is yet. That's not him right now, though. He knows that he looks in the mirror, and that's not him. But he doesn't know, he doesn't know who he's going to be yet. Um, but uh, you guys want to listen to another track yeah, here? We got it. track four, Don't Talk, Put Your Head on My Shoulder, which is kind of getting a little bit back to some Beach Boys vibes, but like not... But still keeping the very... Keeping the low, low tone. Yeah, so here's Don't Talk, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. Listen, listen, listen 
Glenn Campbell and Billy Strange on this one, playing 12-string electric guitar. Dang. 12-string electric. Shit. Such a, it's got to be a heavy neck. Um, Man, you used to have to have so much talent to be in the industry back then. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you, we should, I know we mentioned that, like, this is mono, but, like, it's, it's very, like, we, we listened to uh, a Sgt. Pepper last week, which was stereo, and uh, it's, it's a very different listening experience on headphones between this album and Sgt. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh... Yeah, it's it's amazing that they're able to get this uh, kind of quality out of mono Strange. like this. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, mostly we we hear stereo stuff these days. I think uh, I think that's pretty standard. Pretty much standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Maybe 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 there's some some good stuff in mono still. We're we're missing out on. Who knows? We'll have to ask Brian Wilson. I wonder if that's how he did uh, Smile. I wonder if he did Smile in Mono. Uh, I do not know. I don't know either. So uh, get, get at us if you have this, this relevant I'll look information. <laughs> I like to just uh, just throw it to the, the listener to yeah. email me like two years later or something. And then I'll get continuous emails no, about no, the same answer fans. over and over again. Um, yeah. And that they're listening. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. let me know if it's one year, two years down the line. You know, I'll, I'll still, I'll still, uh, you know, take it, take the question. Um, but yeah, like it's a, like I was saying though, it's a very typical kind of uh, a Beach Boys song as far as the lyrics. You know, like a very romantic. It's like tender and painful at the same time. Like it yeah. feels like it could also be like consoling someone or a fight. It could be like. It fits so many things, and he's like, there's just so many emotions. Yeah, Every yeah. time you listen to it, like, you, you almost feel like something else is happening. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's really raw. Um, he, he really enjoyed this uh, take. Uh, he liked the voice on this take because uh, it seemed young and childlike. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh, it's uh, this is partly, you know, partly, you know, why... The band didn't like the music though, is because like you know, it's like oh why why couldn't you just make this happy? Yeah. You know why can't you just make this happy sound? None of this sounds you know? happy. Yeah. Very few of these. Let's be driving around <laughs> dancing. To this. Yeah. God damn it, Brian. Yeah, like this could be a happy upbeat why, surf song. Why? And it what would, is your it would, issue, it would vibe. man? Grab a uh, tissue. But like Gee. it wouldn't have that emotional weight to it. You know. Yeah. 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 From what I can tell, Smile is not stereo, but the listeners could prove me wrong. So, prove us wrong. Send us a copy original, of Smile. Yeah, send you an album. Mm-hmm. You got your address there. Oh, uh, I got a set a PO box. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll get that. <laughs> Look at that. Figure. Post I'm it not, in the. Sorry, I'm not giving you all my address. Post it in the description. <laughs> <Not idea>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm really curious. Like, I'm sure there's probably some like niche artists that like only do mono even now, but uh, I don't know much about it uh, in the in the conversation today. Um, I bet uh, Brad's, ad- Brad's address is fourteen forty Monroe Street, Madison, Wisconsin five three seven one one. Oh, you, uh, 
Where 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 is that? Where is that? <laughs> that's Brad's. That's Brad's place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. I'm gonna look that up later. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's, that's definitely. I hope it's not a residential area. <laughs> you might have to go there for your mail later on. No, no. There's a there's a Blues Brothers joke. Uh, uh, okay. 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 Yeah. Cool. I was just wondering if I needed to beep it out or not. I want four <laughs> fried chickens and a coke. Yeah, those, so, they send them to like Wrigley Field, right? Yeah, this is Camp Randall. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, the address of Camp Randall. Yeah. Uh, does he use that in the movie? He though he uses Wrigley. Okay, okay. Like Dave was saying. Okay, okay. Sorry. Uh, the cops like I rush in, like oh. Yeah, they show up to Wrigley, <laughs> storm in the place. Yeah. John Candy not amused. Well, a little bit, but yeah. Was he the cop in that? The head cop, if I remember correctly. That's awesome. Yeah. God bless that man. Yeah. Well, he was friends. He was really good friends with Dan. Yeah, yeah. That makes you sense. know, when when Dan actually uh, did his uh, audition for Saturday Night Live, he thought he wouldn't get it, so he's like, "Yeah, let's let's hop in, a, let's hop in a car, drive cross country, go to L.A." <laughs> so of he, so think about that: a cross country trip in a little car with Dan Aykroyd and John and John uh, John Candy. Oof. That sounds like a fun time. Have been, I would love to have been a fly on the wall for that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Every restaurant they stopped at. Oh. Must have been must have been cool. Um, <laughs> um I'm waiting. Never mind. I can't I couldn't figure out. I'm waiting for the day. I'm waiting for the day that uh we move on. But Dan Aykroyd and John Candy are both dead, right? No, no Aykroyd's, Aykroyd's alive. Aykroyd's, oh, Aykroyd's alive. Oh, sorry, it was the other but, Aykroyd. Uh, Belushi's He's a lot died. Than he used to be, oh man. Well, and, I'm and waiting. So is, I'm uh, waiting for the day that I get Dan Aykroyd's crystal vodka. Was that what he did? Yeah. Yeah. There we that go. What he did? Yeah. 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 That's a, that'll make that transition work. Uh, so here's I'm waiting for the day. They used an upright piano with taped strings. Al Delori played that. Taped wow. strings. Wow. That's... All kinds of just wackiness going on in the studio. Yeah. An English horn uh, on that one as well. Yeah. Wait, what's an English horn? What makes it's, a horn English? It uh, it's comes up with core angle ice. I, it's in the oboe family. Uh Oh. So huh. interesting. Oh, I remember yeah. an English horn. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, see, yeah. I, was, I was part of the brass section for a long time. I played the trombone. Mm. So. Is that is that like close to the English horn? No. Okay. But you know, I used to play with them. We, okay. We, we were that, all in the that's brass instrument, section. though. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I've ever played with an English horn. Like in all the different my, my um, friend, groups you, that I that I've been in, I. An English horn is one thing did I've never ever, seen in person. Did you ever person. know Zach Beekner? No? Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. He used, to play, he used to play the English horn back in band in high school. All he right, didn't so play, he, he didn't play just for fun. No, he played tuba and trumpet. I mean, he probably could have. How about the bassoon? Though. Are you sure it was an English horn? I don't remember an English horn being in there. Well, we'll have yeah, to ask to him. 
we'll have to we'll have him, him on. on later. We'll bring him on the podcast. Bring him on. Bring we'll him call on. him. Get him on the yeah, phone yeah, right get, now. We'll call get him. Get him on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you remember Patch me from, from high school? In. Hey. Yeah. Patch hey, him in, I know it's been a long time, but we have a very serious question for you. Hope you were doing anything important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully... Patch him in, Brad. Uh, no. I don't <laughs> even have his in. number anymore. Uh, 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 hold on. At one point, we'll, we'll have a cold call-in episode. I know, right? We should, we should get, we should get this set up. Well, we did call-in. it once with Johnny G. <laughs> That's true. We did do, we did have a call-in with Johnny G one time. Yeah, yeah. It's been done. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, this, uh, this is, uh, I'm waiting for the day, and that, I chose that clip because the uh, the outro is just so f- explosive with the vocals and the layering. Yeah. And I love how like it comes down a little bit and then just explode right back. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he does that a couple times in this album, which is always good. Ooh. Excuse me, I don't know Carl Wilson says how much he loved the dynamics. Brian said that uh, there's really no specific inspiration for for that one. Oh, for the for the, the sound song. of it, okay, yeah. Well, this one's like kind of like uh, just simple, another kind of breakup song ish, I guess. Well, I guess more about the complications of, uh, you know, being a new lover and comparing yourself to the old lover of a person, and yeah, love poem ins- told insecurity. It's a narrator who wishes to offer his comfort and support to a girl whose heart was broken by someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, he says he's waiting for the day when she can love again. Um, yeah, yeah. So another pretty, like, you know, like we were saying, like, very kind of, uh, uh I don't know, almost adolescent uh, ideas here. It uh, was copyrighted by Brian Wilson as a solo composition in February... Of 1964, so a couple years in the making. Okay, okay. Interesting. This is this is definitely this is a pre-Pet Sounds uh, uh, production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least the writing of the song, not the yeah, scribble down in his notebook somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one, this one is uh, LSD free. I'm assuming. Uh. I don't know when he started that journey, but I think it was mid-60s that that started becoming to be a thing, right? We'll just go with that for now. Let's go with that. Let's go with mid-60s. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is, um, yeah, something that... It is, again, like, kind of... If this was, like, a little more up-tempo and upbeat, this might be able to be a normal Beach Boys song, you know, uh, about, you know... Summer loving on the beach or some shit, um, but yeah, he's got a very old school uh, perspective on love uh, in general. A very like um, you know traditional. Well, you know, again, that was that was the Beach Boys thing. You know, that's that's kind of what they were doing. Yeah, you know, it's the, the 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 holding hands and the kissing and the the the, the little things, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it seems it all seems very tame. Yes, um most, uh, most of their yeah. Especially by today's standards. Yeah, yeah. This is but this I mean this was kind of a transition point with with that and and the radio, you know, like 
different artists were pushing the envelope here and there. Like the Beatles had to fight to be able to say, uh, turn you on in their songs. Um, you know, there were certain things that even when you were beating around the bush, they wouldn't let you put it on, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, so yeah, these lyrics are still very safe for the most part. They're not like, you know, very, uh, uh, you know, deep into the psychedelia or anything. Or like doors on Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not near the doors on Ed Sullivan uh, scale. But um, yeah, it's it's what's interesting though is like that, you know, kind of like the Beatles, you see that transition happen in their music. Although with the Beach Boys, this was like the end of that transition. Well, they were on the Ed Sullivan show a couple of times for their music before this stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. This is, they'd already had a really <laughs> you know, you know, big like career. They're well-known. They're a huge... Yeah, yeah. But um, I believe this is the end of the experimentation period for Beach Boys. Um, I don't I don't even know like how much well, they were more they did after smile, smile I think, he, yeah, he made that like in the 2000s, right? Well, well he, he started finished, and never got finished, but he, he finished it came it. out like... 6971 I think is when it he started working on it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't heard the whole thing. Yeah, I just heard a few like... selects. Our our early uh, 2000s? Yeah, the movie ends with the uh, showing him doing that. So, yeah. Um yeah, he was uh uh yeah. The Beatles had like another three records or something to to experiment with this oh, yeah. kind of they psychedelic kept, kind of experimental going. stuff. But um yeah, yeah. Unfortunately not everyone not everyone had Ringo. Well, you know <laughs> we got the pet sounds, I'm happy. We got pet it. sounds. We got pet sounds. I do I do after I heard pet sounds though, I was, you know, I, you know, dug through the discography, listened to like different stuff oh, here yeah. and there, and it's just like, oh man, it's never gonna reach the same yeah. level of pet sounds, is it? I mean, their stuff's fun and great, but if you want something like this, it's the only album they really did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's the part that's really, that really bothers me. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, we could have had, if they would have at least went to, you know, he would have kept pushing this envelope and, you know, then we could have had two Beatles-esque, uh, uh, you know. Yeah. But, um. It was not meant to be in this, not meant to in be. this, uh, no. in this uh, iteration of reality. Man, I wish the next song. In this timeline. I wish yeah. the next song was "I Just Wasn't Made for These Times" because it would be a perfect transition. But unfortunately, I don't have that transition for you. Let's go away for a while. So we're just gonna have to go away for a while. So here is "Let's Go Away for a While." It was said that uh, it was intended to have a vocal, but Wilson ultimately decided to not need one. He later called it his favorite instrumental that he ever wrote and said that it was oh. possibly influenced by Burt Bacharach's music. It was It was a very, that, that is a very uh, Motown-y instrumental, by the way. I like the clip that you picked, too, by the way. Really shows mm -hmm. off the, uh, the, the Wrecking Crew very well. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good. There's stuff like that all the time in Motown. As well as the Sid Sharp strings are on that one. The Sid Sharp strings. Yes, a uh, orchestra of different 
I think there's 13 different string players on there. Wow. Wow. So, so is that is that within the Wrecking Crew or is that a different group? It's a different group. Okay. Okay. Plus there's so there's those 13 or so uh and then there's another 15 in the Wrecking Crew that are also on that track. You see like I feel like it's this kind of like big orchestral uh, orchestral things that is probably what inspired the Beatles to do those big orchestral things too, right? Like, because they do those in more of their later albums, right? It's really weird music-wise. So, like, traditionally you'd have, you know, in the beginning of popular music, you'd have, uh, what, like, you know, a, a group of five or six musicians working together in, like, a jazz combo, and then you move into the big band era and you expand to having these big groups and then yeah. you kind of, you know, uh, peer it, pull it down or pull it apart and you've got, yeah, you go back yeah. down. And then in this era where you're able to record all these different voices, uh, and give them, you know, write them in so well and, and give yeah. them clarity. Uh, you can, it expands it again. It's just really crazy how in the course of, 30 to 40 years that changed back and forth. Well, you know, you yeah. know what's 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 really cool about like the recording technology itself is that by this point in time we were um getting uh World War II technology in the studio. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, you and that was thing. and that was really like yeah. that was really important cuz the jumps that we made in technology for that kind of stuff during World War II was incredible. And the, one of yeah. the one of the great things about capitalism and American capitalism is Eventually, those technologies yeah, that were that. so great in 1945 <laughs> eventually became available for everybody in about you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I so, yeah. yeah, I wish that we could we could make those things without uh, uh, having to do some war, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, war is war is a bitter end, uh, a, a bitter edged sword. You know, because it's like you got some yeah. really horrible stuff, but you also get some some pretty great jumps. Ahead in society. Maybe we're just going to skip the war and put all the money and time into technology. We should. We should. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, eventually well, we should maybe get our head out of our ass. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why do we need the war? Why does the war need Man, to happen? Ask to, like, Thanos. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, it, it's, I would say, I would say, uh, like, I've and I've said it before, Les Paul is one that really in 1945, he built a studio, uh, in his garage of his Hollywood home and then um yeah and started to like work on the multi track tape recorder and uh forerunner of all these multi track tape machines. Um and that these all these things were used before uh computer technology. So um all this sound on sound recording technique. Um so really I don't I don't know about the war aspect of it, John, but I know that I've read plenty of things saying how Les Paul pioneered this stuff. Oh, Les Paul's Les Paul's his own category. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he really did a lot of his own stuff. I think, John, you're referring to the fact that like radio yeah. and yeah. transmission type stuff. FM like that. radio. Yeah. FM radio was used in World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and then, a, you know... then that was brought in as a mainstream thing in the late sixties. But well, see, that's that's what I would. The, the fact that I'm bringing up is like when 
something I learned when I went to Madison Media Institute for a while. Oh, is that something that, they, they, they taught? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that, like, because, like, after World War II, that kind of technology was eventually insulated in, into uh, American international technology type stuff and into the studios, and you didn't really get, like, a great leap again after that for a while. So you had people that learned how to use mm. this stuff for, like, 20 years. Uh, so and that's then, why and then the around music... this around this era is where the next switch. Yeah, okay, exactly. I see what you're kind of saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, like these people really like got a lot, a lot of experience with this technology, and that's mm -hmm. why you have a lot of love in like the '60s and '70s with a lot of music. You had you had people that really knew how to sit there with these little earphones on, just like we got, and sit there and just. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Well, you, you so, know. like, multi-tracking, I'm just reading something, multi-tracking multi became the norm. In the 60s, it featured heavily in the sounds of the Beatles, the Beach Boys, and many of Phil Spector's wall of sound recordings. So, Les Paul yeah. is, the Wizard of Waukesha is the, uh, uh, you know, this multi-track stuff. The Godfather did I ever tell you? Did I ever tell you, Jake, that I have a Les Paul award? You did. Yeah, yeah, I got the. And then I told you that my sister had one too. What? Has Your one. sister has one. Too? Okay, I, I forgot about that. that. Actually, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get together and like take pictures together with yeah, our yeah. Les Paul awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I man, I I almost got a chance to meet Les Paul, but it it, it didn't work out because our band won that award, and there was also like a thing like going up in like the uh, the museum in Milwaukee or some shit. Yeah. For him. And we yeah, the, were there was a whole um, we were exhibit. Like, we were like asked to be there, but then like I don't know if they they like decided not to or what, but we didn't end up meeting him. But I was this close, oh. this close to meeting Les Paul when I was a teenager. Uh, but I didn't know anything. I didn't you know obviously didn't know shit about Les Paul. That yeah, life, but you know they had that um, that exhibit, and then there was one in the Waukesha, like. County Museum, it was the old, I don't remember what, it was the old prison or what it was that they <laughs> ended up turning that into their, like, historical society. Oh, and wow. he had a whole floor dedicated to him. I guess it's the last and, space. That's awesome. It's yeah. Last, last space to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're going to get back to the, the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reel it in. And uh, we have, uh, we were just listening to Let's Go Away for a While, which was the instrumental uh, track of the album. And uh, yeah, yeah, really, uh, uh, I think Let's Go Away for a While is a great like title for it, considering it's the instrumental, because it's, it's, you know, you can just kind of just chill out and lose yourself in this one. Um, but uh, yeah, the next track we have for you guys is probably my favorite on the album personally. Uh, we'll I, I, I I think this song and the song after are just fucking pristine. The peak of the um, album. We're gonna take a break after Sloop John B and after we talk about it a little bit Ooh. and then we'll when we come back we'll do God Only Knows. But uh here is Sloop John B. Well I feel so broken I wanna go Oh man, yeah, uh, that's good stuff. I don't know why I love. I it so wanna much go just, home. Da, da, yeah. da, da. 
It was so it was it was movie. really well used in the movie too. Like it was. Um, uh, uh, I should. Who was the first mate that got drunk? Who's the what? The first mate that got drunk. Hmm. Who was John I'm, Stone? I'm gonna guess. <laughs> let me guess one of the bandmates uh, that were a little more rowdier than him. You know what I mean? So. So you guys know, like, I didn't know this, uh, but the earliest publications, the John B. Sales was transcribed by Richard Le Gallien with five verses uh, of the chorus published in his, in his article, Coral Islands and Mangrove Trees in December of 1916, issue of Harper's Monthly Magazine. Um... Oh yeah, and yeah. Then, this is a cover you're saying, right? Like a yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I did not have a clue. I just saw that it said traditional, and I was like, I didn't know that. That's crazy. I always thought it sounded that way, but I always thought that he was just uh, making it intentional. Sound like that? Yeah. Sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like it's definitely got their own little twist on it, but it sounds it, it sounds a little atypical though, of the other ones, I guess. A bah- Bahamian folk song from Nassau. That's Nassau. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and I love, I love the, you know, the whole like I feel so broke up, I want to go home part. It's like so. It's another very honest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think that's why he he chose this this track because it relates to him so well, and um, it's also the. Uh, if you want to call it that the surf track of the album, because it's the only one that involves their, you know, kind of typical, uh, uh, subject matter, you know, being in the ocean, being on a boat, you know, being out there on the shore. Um, but you know, only kind of loosely connecting to, uh, their, it's, it's the water their beach song. themes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I like, I like that it's an included though. Cause it's like, it's literally like, an opposite of one of their earlier hits, in a way, thematically, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, love fucking Sloop John B. It's just great tune. Yeah, yeah, I could listen to this over and over and Hoist over. The, yeah, it would, the gun, it would take da, a while da, before da, I started getting sick of like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, because it really, it really is that classic. Like, you know, it's 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 a classic Beach Boys. Like, even though it's not classic Beach Boys, it's yeah, that's still kind of same rhythm, you know. That and you really, you really feel that. And... Yeah, yeah. It, you just you want to listen yeah. to it again, you know. You know, this didn't used da, to be. Da, 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 it didn't used to be da, my favorite track da, da, of the da, album. Da. Like it, it, like after Crept many listenings, like it has become my favorite track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Most so, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think Great it's uh, yeah, fantastic. I still like the next track. Though. Yeah, oh, man, the next track is good. Oh, it's real man. good. Um, anyone have anything else to say about Sloop John B? Because otherwise we can get to our break. You know, so I, think, we can get to I, that I song. think uh part of the reason why it's part of my subconscious as well is I, I do believe uh it's been in commercials. You know, that Sloop, Sloop John B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they've done some of that vocals. I've heard some of that vocals on the team. Oh man. I feel like well, you might be if right. it's a, if it's a traditional uh song, like if nobody if you don't have to pay to use it. Are right, too. right, right. Then there's uh-huh. probably is. It'd be so weird to hear this from anyone else but the Beach Boys, though. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Apparently, it's been covered a million times. I looked at the list wow. of 
Like wow, no, that's okay. Ja- I got I got my version of this song. Man, I, I bet T Swift's got one. <laughs> I bet she yeah, does. T Swift, yeah, she's got to have one. Um, I'll, I'll, Google, I'll Google it. I'll I'll tell you at after the list break. of T Swift covers. Uh, but yeah, you guys want to get on to our first break or our, our break and then uh, get back to this for God Only Knows? God knows. Yeah, yeah. We will be right back with the album concept hour. Welcome back to the album concept hour. I am your host, Brad LeBaron, and I am here with John. I'm here with Dave, and I'm here with Jake the Snake Foster. And we are listening to Pet Sounds. I almost said the Beatles' Pet Sounds. The Beach Boys' Pet Sounds. Beach Boys. Yeah. I'll start with Beach. Too bad we never got a collaboration with the two. Did we? Uh, unless there's one I don't know This was before Super Collaboration time. Yeah, you know, yeah That's yeah. the problem. You know what, dude? It was cool not Paul McCartney back then. and Brian Wilson should make a fucking album before they die. I'm calling you guys out. Right now. <laughs> I'm calling do you it, both out. Do it for historical resonance. Yes. It needs to happen. Yeah. Rubber, yeah. rubber sounds or... Rubber sounds? Pet soul. Pet soul. Pet soul. Actually, yeah. You know what? I like would right settle there. I would settle for someone doing a really good uh, mashup it. of the two, honestly. Uh, 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 you know what? I Now that I'm saying it, I, I, I assume it has to exist, right? Like, um, But uh, God only knows. Uh, oh, speaking of which, you guys want to get into the next uh, track of the album, God Only Knows? Yeah. Yeah, let's You're do it. Let's do Best it. track of the album, in my opinion. Here's God Only Knows. Believe me, the world could show nothing to me. So what good would living do me? God Only Knows what I'd be without you. Ah. Oh. Ah, oh, yeah, I love the yeah, vocal section yeah. you picked. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, God only knows what I'd be. It's like, it's like, uh, well, they say a lot in the, the genius notes here that it's Baroque pop. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something that's typical. Oh, no, the... most definitely. It's, I, I told you, I, that, that was part of the reason why I, uh, why I picked that song. When, yeah. I, when I had to do that, uh, that, that paper in, uh, in Madison Media Institute, when I went yeah. there for a while. It was, it was a beautiful a song to pick. It was a good, very like classical piece yeah. to break down in pop music. It was excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked really well, too. I just Baroque. don't know what makes Baroque. 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 Popular. What was it? Baroque. Pop. Like B-R-B-A-R-O-Q-U-E-S. You know, Huh. the the only other clip that I might have like put into contention would have been the part where it comes after and it goes dun 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 dun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, like they have a really cool yeah, uh, really part cool in this song. I mean, it seems you know normal after this album, but I mean, it's right. just a really then it was really but, creative. Yeah, this for experimental pop music like just section where it just takes a little break, goes into a little different thing, and then comes right back into the song. Um, which you know you see a lot in you know experimental or avant garde or whatever people. Um, but this was Beach Boys. People weren't expecting this from Beach Boys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the other, you know, very spiritual song, uh, you know, we were referencing earlier. This, it's this is just... a really good, this is a really good example of like 
showing that they've always had beautiful vocals together, but like this yeah. is just a really good example of showing how like their full strengths. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and it's a love song, and it's a it's a beautiful love song too. It's not like th- this one is. You know, it's kind of melancholy, but well, he's it's not. You as know, he he's saying sour. right in the song. You know, life would go on, believe me. Mm-hmm. But man, what would life be without you? Like, yeah, that's yeah. what it. It is a beautiful love song in that respect. He's yeah, saying life yeah. would go on. He he get along. Yeah, but but God man, only knows what he only be knows without, where, where yeah, I'd be without yeah. you. Like you, you've done so much for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like this song and Wouldn't It Be Nice are both mm-hmm. good wedding songs. They're good bookends for this, yeah. for this album as well. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he's, a, he's a romantic. He's definitely a romantic at heart. You know what I mean? Uh, Brian Wilson. Um, did he marry his high school sweetheart? He married Brandon. a... He was with a girl that was like really young and then oh. married her. Oh. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know how old <laughs> she was. I, I don't know how old he was when, but she was like uh, it, 15 years old in like the early 60s. And so too young, too young oh. is all I would say. I don't know. Okay. I don't okay. want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Incriminate. I didn't. I didn't look up this information, so I can't comment. But yeah, music um, stars had a real problem with that. I, I think just well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, people. Rolling Stones. That's like some, some, some whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that patriarchy shit. Yeah. You know. Um. But uh. Wow. But yeah, I don't know. Uh. But in the movie, he's he's Marilyn already. Marilyn Wilson is who. Uh. She and yeah. she did contribute to the tracks. So I guess it's it wasn't like a. Well, yeah, at this point, I, I mean, know. I'm basing all of my information off of this movie, Love and Mercy. It's great. Watch it. Um, but uh, uh, in that movie, they were kind of um, uh, uh, portraying... Like, their relationship was kind of like, I don't know, cold, and it seemed like they were like together because they felt like they were supposed to be or something. Like, it really... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird how it's portrayed in the movie. Like it seems like they they love each other, but it's like a not a very spoken thing. It's not a very understood, talked about thing. And yeah. uh, obviously, it didn't end up. Uh, uh, you know, I uh, have I have here a fifteen year old high school student. Okay. In yeah. like sixty four. So. And. But then they did have a couple. Uh, they got married in nineteen December of nineteen sixty four. They had two daughters who became. Uh, part of Wilson Phillips and oh yeah, um, oh, okay. Wilson That's believed right. that he wasn't a good husband or uh, nor much of a father. He said, um, "He's got to hold on." Yeah, Marilyn on for said one more that, day. Marilyn said that her husband completely backed out of the responsibility of raising their children because he felt uh, that he would do he would do it wrong. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came, it seemed like um, uh, they, like I said in the movie, I hope it's accurate. Oh. Um, it seems like he kind of like ducked out of life, responsibility, just everything, everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like checked he just, out. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll tell you it? what, though, good good for the sisters, though they got the <laughs> they're like, hey, they use him for some music connections, you know. 
Paul Dano plays a young uh, Brian Wilson, by the way, and he knocks it out of the park. Knocks it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the I I, I think that's his best role probably. Um, but yeah, he really gets the like kind of like I don't know empty but like also really intense emotional uh vibe you know um so yeah i don't know um if uh, if paul dano's playing it right he's uh he's 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 having a weird time right now but uh yeah i think a lot of this is you know sincere towards his you know wife at the time um like he's definitely someone that you know hasn't been in a lot of relationships, I don't think, at this point. Um, you know, besides random experiences with fans, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Paul Dano's going to be the Riddler in the Batman movie. Coming oh. Up. They're finally doing another Riddler. Good for them. Good, good for them. It's been a while. Jim Carrey was the last one, and it's like... Yep. Other than the Gotham TV uh, show, man. yeah, 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 of course. Oh wait, but yeah, oh, yeah I, heard, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I heard. Uh, uh, what, what's his name Gotham. from Twilight? Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks pretty Batman. cool. I don't know. Uh, who knows what's going on? With DC? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's not all connected. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just another, yeah. just DC, another story. DC so. fucked up. <laughs> but Paul Dano, though, he is he's fantastic. He's just he's good in a lot of things. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys want to get on to another track here? We got some more of uh, of this pet sounds going on. Yeah. Uh, the next track is I Know There's an Answer. And uh, here's the clip. I know so many This is uh, this is actually one that's got like you know one of those uh, you know uh, stories that's kind of shared a lot about the Beach Boys. Um, this one was originally called "Hang On to Your Ego," um, which you can actually find uh, the version of this that's called "Hang On to Your Ego." But um, the you know the bandmates and everything, especially, didn't like the title of it, and they thought that it. You know, they, they thought that it uh, uh, brought in too many, like, psychedelic imagery to them, and they didn't... Wait, you know, like, who who which, who which wrote this one again? Uh, Brian Wilson. Okay. I think. Yeah. And uh, Terry uh, Sachin, Sachin as Sachin. well as Mike Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, they changed it a little bit uh, uh, to, you know, not seem as uh, LSD-inspired. Even though this was, uh, I believe this was written on LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the closest they get, I think, is probably they trip through their day and waste all their thoughts at night. Because um, he's talking about tripping. Mm-hmm. But um, And that they can't go along with LSD advocates like Timothy Leary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, is that what that's kind of saying? Yeah, Timothy okay. Leary is famous 
for the for the phrase um I can't remember what it is, but he's famous for the phrase like tune in tune in, some, tune out, drop out. It, tune yeah, in, tune, tune in, in. Smoke of, up, drop yeah, out. Yes. Know. Yes. All of that. All of those things. All yeah. of it. <laughs> but um yeah, like Actually, when you say that, it does. I could see it from that. I didn't see it from that perspective before, but yeah, it does kind of seem like he's almost reprimanding hippies a little bit here. Um, like, because he says, "Now, how can I come on and tell them a way that mm-hmm. they could live better?" So, like, he's yeah. taking this acid, and he's like, "You know what? Like, these guys could be so much better. You know, they were just like pure." <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, it's what they were going for. Yeah, they just kind of lost the. But he's being—he's being very. I mean, this is also—you know—this is also in the midst of it. You know, we're—you know—obviously looking at it always from like a looking back perspective. Uh, but you know, a lot of these—you know—this is this is still a very new. Uh, uh, you know, psychedelia is still a very new thing, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of commentary about that in this time period. Glenn Campbell on 12 string guitars was overdubbed banjo on this one. Oh, overdubbed banjo. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So like two two tracks for that? Is that what that means? Uh yeah, I get yeah. I think yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, they really want that banjo to fucking yeah, slap. Um yeah, I, I really enjoy uh, this tune, but not like I enjoy others, I guess. I don't know. There's like, I know there's an answer. I don't know. I know now, but I have to find it by myself is very, uh, I don't know. It's a really personal kind of, kind of, you know, plea to the ether or whatever. And uh, it's relatable. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it relatable? <laughs> no, I think it's a really good move song. Move on, move I on, Brad. Move you guys, on. You guys want to take some acid and listen to this song again? Yes. Um, <laughs> definitely. But uh, yeah, let's uh, move on to hours. Here Today is track 10. So here is Here Today. Your heart feels sad, it makes your days go wrong, it makes your nights so long, you've got to keep in mind, love is here. Oh man. Uh, very classic. Uh, uh, love I feel like as of Pet Sounds, they're probably beating the Beatles. As far as at this point, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, most definitely. Like, like, because for me, this is right before the Beatles reached their best period. Mm-hmm. You know, like Revolver and Rubber Soul are amazing, but it's just shy of. I don't know when the, did the Beatles perform at um at the, the Big <laughs> Apple, uh, uh, the at, in New York. The oh, are you talking about the one where there's play on the rooftop or? No. no, 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 that's much later. That's the end. That's he's like talking, yeah. yeah, he's talking I think about, my favorite uh, part of their career is when they're not performing live. I understand that, <laughs> but I think the reason why they did that w- because it was because 
how much Pandomia, uh, Pando, I can't, Pandomia. Are you talking about Beatlemania? Pandemonium, thank you. Yeah. That everything caused uh, them being in like New York and so- selling out these huge, like there was like Beatlemania. There's the reason yeah, why it's yeah. called Beatlemania. Yeah, Madison not Madison Spring. Square Garden. It's where the Mets used to play. Yeah, oh, before yeah. Uh, I can't uh, Shea Stadium. Yeah, okay, there it okay. is. Them okay. playing there. Yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah they're. They, they, I think they joke about, well, I don't know, they're not probably joking, actually, because of the equipment back then, but, like, not being able to hear themselves or the their instruments over the screams sometimes, you know, um, which is a, just an insane thing to think about. I mean, I got to assume that the music equipment wasn't as powerful as it is now, but... Uh, I think they could have probably got a pretty good system then if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe out of Woodstock. But yeah, I don't know. They got, they got sick of the, the screaming oh, fans, sure. though, and they really, really just, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that yeah. But after it, I, my point is that there's there's not there was Beach Boys mania, I guess, but there's not a phrase called like like that's Beach you Boy think mania? about yeah. yeah yeah. So I think the Beatles are on their own there, uh, but. But a good, yeah, yeah. good second is definitely the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah. Most I mean, definitely. I think that like they're, they're, the way I see it, like depending upon the person you talk to, that's kind of like the rotation you get there. You know, like, well, it's like I see it, the way I see it. Like the Beatles were like doing better stuff before Pet Sounds. Yes, Pet Sounds was better than anything the Beatles had done before that, and then after that, the Beatles like got better than Pet yeah. Sounds. Maybe I might but, be. In the- the lone here, but Beach I would say Beach, tried. that sounds probably better than any Beatle album. That's, that, yeah, man, that's a wow. that's a fair argument. That is a that, fair that, that, that is. is an argument. Most definitely, I mean, they're yeah, all good, but yeah. like toe to toe, like one one on one, yeah. I think it would knock out every single one for me. I don't know if I could actually make that call without being completely the closest. Biased. The closest oh. one would be Rubber Soul for me. Yeah. It's a hard one. Maybe. Well, according to well, Rolling me, Stone, Abbey Road for me, I don't know. I think Rolling Abbey Road Stone might be magazine. The... I think they uh, Sergeant Pepper's is number one, or it was. I think it was, yeah. Pepper's number one. Okay, Pepper's always. I, I don't know. I still think I, I think Abbey Road might be the what I consider the best one of the Beatles. Now, now, yeah, it, it, for you, it's the best Beatles album. The best Beatles what, album. What, like what uh, what what Rolling Stone is doing. Is talking about being like yeah, the yeah. best like rock type album. Well, and it was more most imp- impactful yes. uh, than yes. than the rest of them uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, looking back at the Beatles discography, you know, everyone picks and chooses their favorite or whatever. Oh, but down. yeah, Sgt. Pepper is definitely the uh, uh, one of the cultural touch touch points uh, for their career. Yeah, Pet Sounds is number two on this list, and Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" is number one. Uh, oh, the current awesome. one, and then Abbey Road is the highest Beatles one as of this list, uh, at number five. So there you Tight. go, Dave. There you go. Cool. <laughs> you win. Wonderful. Rolling Stones. Yes. Rolling Stones is. Or sorry, Rolling Stones. <laughs> That's my podcast. Uh, uh, Rolling Stone uh, magazine has plug. made the revolvers at eleven. What did you say, Revolver? Revolver. Revolver. Sorry, no, Revolver. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Sergeant Peppers is nowhere to be found. I don't know what so, happened. So, okay, there. so they've removed, so it seems like they've gone back on the Sergeant Peppers importance. Yeah, they, okay. they really have. Interesting. Well, that's Sergeant Peppers is the number 24. Everything gets his Rolling day Stone, in the Rolling Stone, rewriting music history over here. <laughs> Every couple of years. Every couple of years. <laughs> nope, nope. Joni Mitchell, done. who I hate, is at number three. So. <laughs> yeah. So I think oh, there's something Joni wrong Mitchell. with this list. What, when are we having the great Joni Mitchell debate? Yeah, that's what, that's what, I'm, that? that's what I'm wondering. We should have them, we, yeah, we should, like, maybe once a year, we should have a great debate. The great debate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can find enough, uh, find enough ammunition about why I just don't like her voice. But It would be a lot, you'd have to do a lot of work, a lot more work than us, I think. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, we're going to move on to another track, I don't have a transition for you guys, but. Um, uh, that was, that was here today, uh, oh, did tomorrow? we talk about the, what was about much, uh, oh, this is like a new romance type of deal, um, is this the one where, oh yeah, 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 I'm the guy she left before you found her, I'm not saying you won't have a good love with her, but I keep on remembering things the way they were, so he's like, I guess, pining after a lover that has moved on. In this track, mm-hmm. Mike so. Love's the only uh, one on vocals on this one. That's pretty abnormal for the rest of these. I don't know for sure, but I think he's got a couple that's all him. Can you that's guys, just him? I think there's at least. I think can you guys two. tell them apart without looking at it? Probably I, not. I can't personally. The Beatles, I can, of course, but like, I really can't with the the Beach Boys. They almost all sound the same to me. You can, you can, you can uh, pick up Brian Wilson, I think. Yeah. He's pretty standout. The okay. rest. I don't know if I ever knew, like, going in, like, I don't know. I haven't listened to Brian Wilson or those guys on their own enough to be able to pick out them. I've listened to the Beatles separately enough to be able to, and they just sound different. Yeah, themselves. yeah. I, was gonna say, I feel but, like with the Beatles, you can mostly, like, tell especially later um you can tell pretty clearly who's who but there's not like a but, like mike love has his own hits i don't it, know i feel like i feel like all the beach boys are like uh people that must have just worshipped barbershop quartets you know what well, i mean like like that was their rock stars maybe growing up was Barbershop, that's that's the only thing that makes sense in my mind for why they sound the way they do. But uh, It was the thing at the time to do. You know? Like, I don't know when Barbershop was, Quartets that ended. Was, well, I, when did n- that, maybe not Barbershop like Quartets, but like doo-wop stuff. groups. Yeah. Doo-wop, yeah. Okay, you know? okay. Yeah, yeah, doo-wop. That's right. That's Bebop, like... Doo-wop. That's Brad, what there, you missed drop. about 50 years, Brad, I think. Well, missed, I mean, doo-wop uh, is just barbershop quartets on the radio, right? I mean, like, it's just yeah, it's just a different I mean, form of barbershop not, quartets. He's not entirely it's, wrong. <laughs> well, it's the next step. It's, <laughs> it's the, whole, it's it's the next step. Profession. I prefer to think of them all as barbershop quartets, ah! just uh, just varying degrees. NSYNC, barbershop quartet. They just get a lot of attention. Oh, 
getting into some. Now we're getting into some stuff. He's not technically no, no. wrong. I, I, I just, I think. I want to see you own a music shop and just have wrong. all this in bands in one section. just called barbershop quartet. Oh my god! And watch people walk in like <laughs> what? That's 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 the next genre. That's the next genre <laughs> I'm going to establish. Uh, Neo barbershop quartet. Yeah, we're bringing 18, it back. <laughs> 1899, my wild Irish rose. And then up until like the 1910 or so, 19 okay, teens. Okay. All right. So before like recorded, uh, uh, like. That was the prime mediums. barbershop quartet. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying we could bring that it back. The, that was the sweet spot. Yeah. 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 That was the sweet spot. <laughs> the Dapper Dance is a group that performs at Disney the World. Dapper Dance! Oh, of course. Disney World. Why do oh, I know God. the Dapper Dance? Man, please tell me there's a their rival. Uh, yeah. Was it Fop? Why do I know that? What, but why do I know the Dapper Dance though? Oh, Brother Ralph though. Just uh, Dapper. Dan? Well, Dapper Dan That's is a hair product that yeah. was used okay. in Oh, Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I don't want Fop. Okay. I want Dapper Dan. Okay, so that that Dapper band Dan, is man. named That's after the the hair the product. Hair product, I'm assuming, because Barbershop Quartet, right? Oh my God, it all, it all makes sense. <laughs> Um, just wait for our, our barbershop quartet uh, concept album. That'll be, uh, <laughs> be a great season. It's going to be produced by Flyover State Park. It's going to be the first one in a hundred years. <laughs> but uh, anyway, other um, than the Dapper Dance, other than the Dapper Dance, of course, yeah, we we, we we're, will we're we'll probably on that one. We'll right probably now. do a cover of uh, Dapper Dance, honestly. Um, but uh, oh, speaking of. This conversation, I guess I just wasn't made for these times. I just... Uh, with the, uh, uh, I don't even know. Um, here Here we go, do it. Can I turn when I fear with the friends come out? What's it all about? Each time things start to happen again, I think I got something. Yeah, yeah. Have we talked about the use of the theremin for these? Oh, Um, I I don't think we've mentioned mentioned, uh, the theremin yet. Yeah, um, so... Yeah. Let me just look and see... Who is behind that, Paul Tanner is playing the electro theremin, and he had played... The electro theremin? Yeah, yeah. Um, So it was played on that one as well as Good Vibrations... Okay. And um, he actually played with the Glenn Miller Orchestra. This guy did, from oh. eight, 1938 to 1942. Damn, damn. So he got some work. And uh, this served guy in World War II. Okay, okay. And um, also, he can be heard on the opening title theme music to the TV comedy series My Favorite Martian. Oh. Um, so. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So from a whole different time on his own. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I mean, like, that's... So, like, I really do think that, like, these guys... Definitely had a thing for doo-wop. Um, maybe saw Barbershop Quartet in their childhood. But, um... I they're so like, that's the thing about them that's, that's different got the from the Beatles crew, you know? and different from some other groups is, like... Their vocals are so in tune with each other. 
in a oh, way that almost no other group I can think of are. You know what I mean? Like they're at the same like like level. They blend together. They like there's it, it some of the most perfect harmonies out there. You know what I mean? Well, it helps when half the group's family. You know? No, I know. Like that's like that's one of the like epic parts about them is like they just literally because of that they have similar vocal mm-hmm. ranges and shit. So it's just yeah, it's it's as if you yeah if you could take yourself and clone yourself like four times or something and make a quartet out of that, you know. Um, Jackson Five, right? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I guess this was yeah. I mean, what's the? I forget what's. When did the Jackson Five start again? Seventy, early seventies, early seventies. Okay, okay. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's, yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. That makes sense. 1965 apparently to 1989 was the first. Yeah, I mean, early, you know, early days incarnation. Well, like. 65 is when, when, when Joseph started getting the boys together and got so, them. Jackie, Jermaine, and Tito. So, was he trying to make days. the Beach Boys for them? Well, he I'm sure he's like, I heard, I, I yes. heard that Brian Wilson's dad was abusive to him. So, I'm going to take that strategy. Look how well it worked for Brian. <laughs> Look how well it worked for him. I'm just going to do that to my kids. <laughs> Zero make repercussions. Of, make a bunch of talented kids and got, got yourself a business right there. It's yeah. like they're all like a bunch of blank checks looking at me. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably that is probably like the other like group that fits the mold too. Uh that yeah, they they're able to get that kind of range There's because of that fact. There's a couple. But um yeah. Yeah. Weren't, like a, weren't like a couple of the BGs related to? Oh, that's right. The all BGs. three of the BGs were related. One was an old two. They, they, they were all brothers. Yeah, they were yeah. All brothers. Weird, weird looking motherfuckers, except for the the hair BG, the big hair. <laughs> they BG. needed to be famous. Brad. The big hair BG was like took oh all my the looks. God. <laughs> Back to the big hair BG. <laughs> big hair BG, dude. He had he had the '70s hair like. He had to like. Am I, is this a deja vu, or, or did we go through this like a? Couple we did weeks go ago? through this last. All right. Week. Yes. All right. Yeah. This is. Sure this is... has a giant crown for that giant set of hair too. Yeah. He's. You think he's like bald, and it's just like something he puts on every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robin Gibb. Yeah. That's well. Big... No, I don't know. Maurice. Robin. Gibb. Robin. Robin's the uh, the the main. Singer. Are their last names not BG? The no, guy that Gibb. sings. Gibb. Their names. Gibb. Their last name is Gibb. Yeah, but, uh, but, Gib. G-I-B-B. but aren't all three of their names start with B, and that's why they're the BGs? No. Barry, Maurice, and Andy. Okay. All so right. Barry Gibbs. The B the Barry Gibbs. The BGs. They're the BGs. <laughs> yeah. They're the BGs. I don't know how we got into this conversation. <laughs> family, but, uh, all group. Uh, family there. Oh yes, yes, yes. Family, styles. singing styles. Yes, 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 yes. I remember now. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a really special kind of thing though when that can happen in music. Uh, it doesn't happen very often, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know they can they can lift each other up with those vocals. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm truly jealous. You like, know this? as someone that that likes to sing uh, when I can, like it's I love me some good harmonies like that, and they're. Mm. What were you gonna say, John? You know this whole album just really sounds like uh, like the pet sounds that are going through uh, through old oh. Brian Brian Michael. 
you know, Brian Wilson's head. You know, on that subject, I actually wanted to mention a little story about this next track, Pet Sounds. Um, so this song was originally created to be the theme for a James Bond film. And um, it was originally going to be for uh, uh, something that would be called "Run James Run." That would be the name. That was the name of the tentative name of the song. So um, this is written in the same t- period as Pet Sounds, and since it never panned out as the uh, uh, theme for James Bond, they used it for this album. So um, oddly, the titular track is something Titular. that was made for something completely different. So uh, yeah, that's. Part of the reason it has that kind of thematic feel to it. Um, I think it ended up working out really well. So here is Pet Sounds. Man, can you imagine being like the musicians that played on this and just got to listen to him to be like, no, no, I want you to play like this. Like, well, it seems like it was a really collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, again, I'm talking about a film that could be fictional, but um, it seems like uh, um, they, they, they went through a lot of pains in the film to show how he interacted with everyone and how like everyone kind of contributed a little bit to it. And it was, it wasn't just like a ego trip of a production. It was a, like everyone is, well, he had the broad idea of what he wanted. Yeah. And they just kind of came in and just, yeah. Yeah. Dave, Dave, you, you saw the wrecking crew movie, right? And I did too a long time ago. Um, but they, they had to be ready to just, push music like it was just like then you know it was kind of like the nashville uh group that we talked about where their co- people are coming in and they have to yeah. be on their game all the time ready to collaborate uh-huh. ready to mm-hmm. meld together to form and push out um great stuff otherwise you weren't going to be in there long no yeah yeah no it you were you had a you know you had to do it like you know you had to figure it out and first or second yeah, take or whatever. Oh, just very creative because I know they did yeah. they do a take and take and try again, and they would someone just try something different. Like right, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really, I really love those kinds of uh, uh, stories about uh, production because, like, when when everyone's on the same page, it's you know it can be a magical thing, you know. Although uh, I'm wondering if this one was uh, recorded. At with the same people since it was the Bond thing. Um, That's a good point. Let's see, we got Roy Catton, Jerry Cole, Richie Frost, Bill Green, Carol Kay's still in this, so. Yeah, and Jerry like, Cole's a member of the Wrecking Crew. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so it probably was still mostly, be the same. mostly Wrecking Crew yeah. stuff. Yeah, I just don't know if this was recorded in the same. Um, Session, se- yeah, that's what right. I'm trying to establish. Uh, November seventeenth, but... nineteen sixty-five. Yeah, probably. Not. Okay, so this is okay. So this was already ready, kind but, of. You know, like it—it's a good example of what what they could do. You know, like again, he wait. This was not. So wait, does that mean this is one of the first? One of the first, yeah. Oh, like for example, shit. the next one is released or was that's recorded in uh, like a year later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he met these. So did he work with the Wrecking Crew before this? 
I don't think so. I don't know uh, enough. But I, like, I don't. I don't know either. Well, no, well, you know, I think he brought them in yeah. for this album because he knew what he wanted to do. He knew yeah. he wanted. He didn't want the band to play. He wanted these people to come in, nail it exactly how he wanted it in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so cool. That's so I cool mean, that this is kind of what spawned. Come on in, and yeah. that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's about. here's something about the previous album I'm looking up. See okay. Who was on it? But. Uh, the Beach Boys covered songs by the Beatles, several doo-wop groups, Bob Dylan and the Everly Brothers on this one. Oh, that's awesome. So the so, last album was a lot of covers? Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Which the, is pretty regular back then. There's guests on this one. Uh, Hal Blaine plays the bongo, so uh, Terry Milter. So these are all members of... The okay. wrecking crew. So, okay. but I don't. But it doesn't look like as as heavily uh, okay. as as the next album. You know. Okay. So, this is actually the second time then in what we've been covering that a Bond film has brought out some of the best in someone. Paul McCartney in the Wings. He got back together with George Martin mm. after Live and Let Die. So that's what how you got banned on the run. Is that because mm-hmm. uh, Guns N' Roses made that song so amazing that he brought Paul McCartney on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guns Guns N' Roses. They wanted to they wanted to feature Paul on their track. <laughs> nice try, Dave. Um, <laughs> I know there's probably there might be there's probably some people. Chaps are crazy. Just reconfirming uh, the Beach Boys are definitely they definitely used the Wrecking Crew before this. Okay, right. but yeah, so I'm going back, confirming. But yeah, so so this song though was originally supposed to be for a Bond film and got him into the pet sound mood, maybe. So, yeah, hey, maybe that's what started Bond it. films, man. Get it. It, he did that, and then that's kind of sounds have been knocking around in his head. And those are the pet sounds. We should, oh man, we should do yeah. we should do an episode just about Bond films. Oh, songs. that'd be fun. Oh. Because I mean, they like I mean, Bond films do kind of like represent like a time capsule of that era's music, you know. Like, there, it's always it's always a big deal. Oh, it's when someone's production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ah, oh, man, yeah, yeah. Like, what right now? There's a Bond song out for a film that's not out, right? Like, it's the first time that's happened because they didn't release it for the pandemic. Check me on that if I'm wrong. But um, yeah, yeah, Bond films, man. Put, they put out some killer tunes. Oh, and, the uh, Billie Eilish song. Yes, yes, it's yeah. been out for a while, but the, no I don't think, time to I don't die. Think the film is out yet? Yeah, they're probably holding it. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 see their whole intro sequence at some point for uh, what's supposed no to be the last Daniel Craig film. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we're going to get into uh, the final track of the album. Yeah. Caroline, no. Yeah. So yeah, here we let's go. do Here's it. Yeah. One, one last track, one little last somber note. Could we ever bring them back once they have gone? Oh, Caroline, no. Oh, man. The words were inspired by a past girlfriend of Tony Asher's named Carol Amen, he, or Amen. He initially conceived the title phrase as Carol I Know Misheard 
by Wilson as Caroline No. Yep. Another one of those misheard, misheard hits. Misheard Just like Sergeant Pepper, Salt and Pepper. <laughs> like I thought, I thought. I don't know if I fessed up to this, but uh, Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was Where Was the Thunder? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we all have those. We all yeah, have yeah, those yeah. Songs. That's why when you read lyrics, sometimes it's like, huh? Like you, you create like yeah, a whole story that. for the wrong lyrics. Yeah. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you just yeah. kind of measure like this, and you and ah, yeah. Then you get back to something you know. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it sounds, it sounds like well, that's what Paul McCartney and people did. They're just like, yeah, well, this sounds cool. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> it seems Brian. so silly as a, of a writing technique, but it's like, I guess if you're writing a lot of stuff, why not? Brian Wilson said it's his favorite track, this one. I thought he of said... the songs he ever wrote. Oh, okay. Oh, and then Let's Go Away for a While is his favorite. Yeah. He really likes this album. Yeah. He's, a lot, he's got only good things to say about this album. I think it was his, his magnum opus. Well, I mean, it's hard not to like it. I mean, yeah. well, if you heard, like, this album Brian Wilson does not like, like, oh! No. Yeah, I would be really surprised if there was a song of this that he was, like, not cool yeah. with. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> this is just an incredible album, yeah. and he fucking should be like, this yeah. is a great album, man, I love this track, so my best tracks. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they are. Yeah, if only he was around different people, man. Yeah. And we could have got, got Pet Sounds 2. I think, I mean, I know, I know that Smile came out at some point, but I mean, it was like so, so far oh, yeah. after the fact. You, you kind know of like, I feel like you kind of missed that magic. Yeah. Like, like, whatever yeah, the yeah. they are going, like, it just kind of like. Yeah. Are we part He's of the. He's still epic at, at recording, though. We, I mean. Are, are we was... part of the correct timeline, bro? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I really. Man, I was not made for these times. No, not this timeline, at least. No, oh. no. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that, um, yeah, it's. It, there, there could have been a different, uh, different Brian Wilson story, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, so yeah, it was, it was thing. a lot harder. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's always been hard in the music industry, but like it was especially hard back then. A um, lot of pressure, especially if you were making, you know, you're making those hits, you know, like you or if were you come up with one great album and then right away mm-hmm. you have to make that second follow up and you're like, uh, you're yeah, not yeah, sure what to do. yeah, yeah. So sometimes the first thing comes off real drops, slick and then they're like, how do you come back? Do you make you can you come back? Or you almost it... don't want to start with the great album, you know, like well, you, you know, almost it's... want to wait till like the album two or three for one that's like really good. Well, you, you know, know, it's almost like if you think about it, like, sometimes your first album is, is like, if you think about it, your first album is can be anything from your life experience. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, if you do that and you unload too much into that first album, then you get to well, two and three and you're like, oh. It's always said that you like most bands, you know, they're, you're, they're together for years. Yeah. And you you put all the songs you prepared on that first album so you could record it in like three days. And then yeah. your second album, you're gathering yourself and you're like, how to prepare this stuff. Not that I've done that. Brad, you yeah. have. I did. Yeah, um, and no, then, it's, it's, you know, the follow-up's the, hard. 
the third one is usually is a lot of bands best albums like damn the torpedoes for uh tom petty and the heartbreakers that's the only one that's coming to mind right now but well, no, but, I'm, me, me Without You, their third album is amazing. I, I've definitely witnessed this in a lot of yeah. bands. Like, um, yeah, it's where usually they hit their stride. And, and they're just finding, finding out more about themselves. Mm-hmm. Or it's like they're just changing a bit. And yeah. Like they're realizing. And, and, and sometimes it's the waxing, too. You know, you get three albums in, and all of a sudden you're, like, working real well together, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you've tried a lot of things and you've, you've experimented a little bit and then you finally kind, kind of, of find your sound. It's kind of um, like Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness was like the yeah. third a real album from the Smashing Pumpkins and that was, hmm, okay. that was their thing. Yeah, no, this one, this one I think is like, I don't know how many Beach Boy songs are, or albums are before this, but I am pretty sure there's a fuck ton, right? Um, but, um, this seems like the first one that has like that really intimate personality to it you know um this seems like the first album of a band in a way uh, in just the sense that there's like so many uh deeply personal things in it um well it's it's really it could have almost like, just been a different a new ba- a new like album for a different band you know you know if you if you think about it like there was a whole trend in the late uh 70s and into like the the 80s and 90s where a producer would do an album, and you know, especially if they did it right or pot with enough people, popular people, like it would get some national attention. It was kind of like he kind of started that with this. Only he was a Beach Boy, but the Beach Boys kind of came back from tour, and he was like, "I need your vocals, guys." And they're like, "What?" <coughs> He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did everything else. I did everything else, but I need, I need you guys to sing." <laughs> like, yeah, add to yeah. my vocals like that's uh-huh. what I, uh-huh. that's what i need yeah yeah i guess you're <laughs> yeah you're i mean like, what because <laughs> it was it was yeah this and then like you know the beatles are notorious for changing kind of the standard in the record industry as far as uh you know the the kind of you know what kind of power you had as an artist as but there was little to... there was little collaboration here he just kind of was like no for this, this one what yeah I no, need out no. of you guys yeah yeah I, I did everything else but yeah they, they, this was you know one of the things that pushed the envelope just a little bit further into like you know record companies being accepting of experimentation in music you know so um, yeah yeah it you know like we said it doesn't seem like it's too out there in at this point because it's you know it's a classic but yeah it wasn't well, at we, that time we so. we can't always look at it with the same lens you know yeah, like yeah we we don't see it we see it and we look at it and we go oh yeah this was all pretty great music yeah some people back then looked at it and went whoa it's always kind what of fun that? to hear like someone who like heard it that first time or when it came out mm-hmm. or just yeah. yeah just reactions at that point and like same thing like Maybe someone else took like a year or two or four or five or like, you know, just really like your 10. Like, no, this is actually a really good album now. Or yeah, yeah. They some, could have, like a lot yeah. of these were never classics at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It could have been something that like grew on you as the, you know, the years went by and, uh, you know, after Brian Wilson's fall and stuff. And like, you're like, oh man, that actually slowly starts becoming, fucking, yeah, yeah, no, this is a, this is a really good album. Yeah, now, you know yeah. what? Yeah. You know what? It was always a classic. Classic right from the start when they released it. 
Are you talking about the final track I we got here? I'm talking about the final track that we got here. Yeah. The bonus yeah. track. Yeah, we have one more track for you guys. Uh, we've attached it to this album just because uh, it it came out on its own. So we're there, you know we we don't really have a chance to cover this song uh, outside of this. But uh, it was. But it came out in, inspired by. Unless we did a singles episode. Pet sing. Oh, singles. Yeah, maybe if we do a singles episode, this will come back. Yeah. That's true. Uh, well, I mean, there is that you know the, the the two those two Beatles songs came out as a yeah. Oh, we could find them. For sure, we can make a list. Yeah. But anyway, um, but I was I was just gonna say, um, so this is this next track is gonna be good vibrations, and um, it it was something that Brian Wilson had to kind of do to prove to the Beach Boys and his father that he could still write a happy go lucky kind of uh, a beach song. So. Um, Originally, it was apparently just about vibrations, but uh, uh, one guy's like, oh, "Let's add good on there to make it like positive." Well, no, it was about um, the title is derived from Brian Wilson's fascination with cosmic vibrations. His mother yeah. would tell him as a child that dogs sometimes bark at people in response to their bad vibrations. Yeah, and he used that concept to suggest extrasensory per- uh, perception. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I uh, I think what I read was that like Mike Love uh, thought yeah. it was a little too kind of like the <laughs> ego thing. He thought it like kind of repre- you know gave Flower the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought it was a little psychedelic. So yeah, uh, the, the I think the good part was something that he uh, pushed. Yeah. Uh, so there wasn't it. You know, it was less so. Uh, you know, psychedelic. Um. So uh, yeah, it's written. Let's see, who does it say it's written? So it's yeah, it's written by Mike Love and Brian Wilson. So um, it does include both of them. Um, yeah, good good vibrations. We're gonna play it. Delivers on every level. It's a good track. Even even like one of the best parts about like the 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 the, the track that we picked there is like that, you know, when that comes down, uh, you get a one, two, three, four. It's really it's really very like classically done. You know, mm. you just are, are you talking you about just, the the drop that was on the yeah yeah, yeah 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 and then. then you get that 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 space is literally four it's seconds. It's four so counts. good. It's, it's one, two, three, four. Good, good, good. You know, it's it's just. Mm. Well, I like that. You, it's you not put that to a marching band. Like it's so not complete easy. silence either. Like you can hear the echoes. Like the like everyone waiting, kind of to hit the next note. You know, like you can hear the studio hear the breath ambiance there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Whereas normally it's just when people do that you, these days it's like you know literal silence mm-hmm. uh, you know but um, yeah yeah it's 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 kind of this song's kind of bittersweet though I think uh, just because of the fact that he was like kind of forced to do it you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, but it is important to the album well yeah yeah um, well I think I mean. Honestly, I don't think he took too much time on this one. I think that he probably like just 
Busted it yeah, he was like, "All right, you guys want to, you guys want a happy song? I got a happy song." He's just like, duh, 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 duh. and he did it. Yeah, um, and it is. It, 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 it's it for me. Good vibrations is Here's like he was bored. <laughs> good, good vibrations is like band on the run. You know, Paul McCartney was mm-hmm. saying to people like, "Hey, I can make Beatles like tunes. I just don't want to." You know, this is yeah, right, Paul. Fine, <laughs> fine, there. Paul. You can is that make what you all, want? You can make all right, albums all, biggest hit on the album. Fine. Yeah, I you guess that's what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, so, like, you know, I think that, um, yeah, Good Vibrations is him really proving something uh, a little bit. And it's got that, what was the instrument that it has in this, this the track? The theremin. The theremin, or The yeah. electro theremin. They have a lot of fun with the theremin in this one. Um, kind of sci-fi yeah, like saucer landings everywhere yeah like like 50s saucer sounds from like black and white shows day the Earth um, still. which is kind of fun i don't know why they chose to put that in this song but it's a fun it's fun it's a fun little thing um just i, I every time I, I think every time i hear that in anything from the 50s era i'm just like what why <laughs> just because people don't use the theremin like that too much afterward uh, I think it was at that time period. Like this is so like new and weird. Like it's it's yeah, it's out there. It's crazy, right? It's yeah. sci-fi. There's a surprise. I think there's a lot of theremin back then. Like, oh shit, that's a pressure. Um, but yeah, there seems to seems to be a decent amount of just you know, like just. <laughs> If I gotta make this, I'm using all the money. You think that's him getting like the bad vibrations in the mix? You know, maybe like yeah. getting his bad vibrations out, bad maybe? vibration ghost. You know, I don't know. But uh, you know, that makes me wonder: what are you drinking over there, Brad? Oh, oh shit! I didn't even, I didn't even have that queued up. One second, I wasn't sure if I was gonna do it this time. But um, what, what are we? What, are we, yeah, what, what are we drinking? Well, it's it's not a dark beer this week, guys. No dark. Beer. <laughs> it's not. We got some pretty uh uh pretty pretty standard stuff tonight, I think. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Dave Dave, what are you what are you just sipping on? Well over this week and had a little birthday party get together, had some leftover beers, so I decided why not drink them tonight? Why not drink them yeah. to the Beach Boys? Yeah, yeah. So we had a collection of Bud Light, yep. Coors Light. Yep. And some hams. Yeah. Ham. Yeah. The beer refreshing. I mean, they're like, you know, they're 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 three of the standards. Yeah. You know? Staples. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I mean, I've been sipping on that as well. That's what I've been drinking. So we can, you know, I can, you know, uh we can chop off my bit. Um but uh yeah, yeah, you know, we we've been just sipping on some uh some chill beers tonight. Not, the, nothing nothing crazy. Some beer brats. That's that's, yeah, we that's made some what brats, made some brats. Yeah, beer Hams brats. is another one of those union made beers, I think. Ah, right on the side. Yeah, All right. Go Hams. Sky Blue Waters. Yeah. The beer refreshing. The beer refreshing. Yeah, now, now I might start saying that with you for their their union, you know. That's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so we're we're uh, you know pretty 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 standard stuff. Uh, what do you got over there, John? I know you have ah, your your, your special a thing. Reserve, you know. Yep, yep. Nothing too special. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're uh, we're 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 Does the business. We're we're we're, we're drinking uh, uh, 
on a budget, as they say. Yeah. But, I have uh, Toehead from uh, from the Lone Girl in Wanakee. So, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, you've you've gotten the Lone Girl uh, before, a different one, I think, in the podcast. Yeah. 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 My friend John Russell makes the beer, so got to support that's them. That's right. Yeah. Their, uh, yeah. Five years, five year anniversary, I think, is is coming up really soon. So. Okay. Well. That? This is my reminder to myself in the future to put a link in the description for that beer company. And I will. And restaurant and bar. And they're, restaurant and bar. Yeah, yeah. They yes, got yes, a nice yes. patio on top, COVID friendly. It's great. Yeah. And I, I, I must they they have a website, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. hoping they have about, a website. <laughs> you can read about why it's called the Lone Girl and, and all that stuff. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, we, we'll we'll leave that a mystery for you guys. Uh, yeah, you'll have to you have to go to the website in the description to find out why that is the case. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, uh, I think that's what we've uh, all been drinking tonight. Pretty pretty standard, guys. And with that, we're going to get into our last little segment, and we're going to go around the horn and find out what everyone's been listening to and what they got to plug. So I'll start with you again, Dave. What have you been listening to? Uh, what do you got to plug? Uh, of course, the Staples, uh, Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But yes, yes, yes. I've been going through a lot Check of older head. stuff again. Uh, went through a lot of my punk recently, did a lot of Lillington's. Enemy you. And uh, just okay. today, I busted out a lot of Daikaiju because I've been missing them, and I can't wait for them to come back, and I really want that to be my first show again, so I went through all their stuff today and just had a blast. Man, I forgot about... smile on my face. I forgot about Daikaiju. So good. Oh, man. is fucking dope. If you ever get a chance to see Daikaiju live, guys... I hope they start rolling very go. soon, because... If that is my first show, you want to see some shit lit on fire? I guarantee you, fucking just go. And then the show pour me into a cab and pour me into my bag. Is, oh man, I'm gonna be so excited and happy. That's definitely yeah. That's definitely one of my favorite bands to see live. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that was the uh, that night. Uh, was the the Wisco we were first talking about? Yeah. you want to do this podcast. Yeah. I can't even believe that they were lighting stuff on fire in there. It's such a small <laughs> bar with a short ceiling. Just like Mickey's. They'll do the same yeah. thing. They'll start like, waving their shit around. Yeah, man. <laughs> Didn't give a fuck. <laughs> it was epic. <laughs> so many people could have been burned. <laughs> For the professionals. So much death could have happened. It could have, but it didn't. No. They were, they were they professionals did about the fire. Dude, every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nothing new. We followed them outside and watched them burn and, shit yeah, outside. Burn their, burn on top of their van. On top of their van. Yeah. <laughs> climb on top and start fires up there. So yeah, Daikaiju, everybody. Fucking definitely check you them out. You need it. It's man. awesome yeah. power surf rock. It's something. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a spectacle. They, they, have a, they have a spectrum of, of things. Just look up yeah. online. Look at yeah. YouTube videos. Seeing them live. Just do oh, it. Oh my God, yeah. Daikaiju. Yeah. Can't, can't, you know, can't express this more. Um, anything, uh, so, so you're plugging Daikaiju, I'm Oh, assuming. that's my plug. <laughs> what Everyone about you? needs it. What about you, John? What are you, uh, listening to? What do you got to plug? Oh, I've been listening to, uh, I've been cruising a lot with my girl lately, so I've been listening to a lot of, like, summer hits of the 2000s, and that's... Oh, Oh, man. Okay. Every time I hear nice a pop nostalgia. pop song, you know, some, like, Fall Out Boy, some shit like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, I miss... Sugar, I miss, you were I going down. Pop punk. Sugar, we're going down, oh, probably. I miss that pop punk. 
This yeah. is falling apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that, all that, mm, all that head bopper shit. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So she's into she's into pop punk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's, cool. She's, she's cool. into a lot of stuff. Nice, nice. I know she's she's got Badass. she got a, a very wide eclectic of music. So. Oh man, one of these days I'll have to show you my old band. I don't think mm-hmm. I still I still don't think I've showed you guys, but um, I remember. Uh, oh well, I, yeah, that's right. I played it at ACD <laughs> one day and jammed the fuck out. <laughs> but, yeah, otherwise uh, I'm just waiting for the fucking uh, uh, Netflix uh, series uh, Kingdom to come out for the in the tra- the next in the Transformers series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been you've been following yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, right. The, the, yeah. Merging the Beast Wars with the Gen One Transformers. Yep, yep. I'm super excited for this shit. They're finally mm. fucking doing it. Mm. Um, what about you, Jake? What are you uh, listening to? What do you got to plug? I uh, just this like afternoon found that I didn't watch CMT, uh, the CMT Music Awards, but I do love okay. the song um, "Hold On" by Her. And I, I saw it on H E R. Yeah, uh, it's it, I, I saw it on SNL like within I don't know, not too okay. long ago. Um, okay, so Chris Stapleton. Kind of newer... Chris Stapleton joined her on uh, on stage. Wow. Okay. And joined her. Yeah. Her. Joined her. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Her. It's it is fantastic. It is so good. Okay. Uh, and that's so a, that that's a newer country song you were saying. No, it's not a country song. Actually, her oh, is she's like more R and B and soul. She's okay. a really good guitarist, uh, and then Chris Ooh. Stapleton joined her. She okay. it, she was really good, and I like the track on its own. And this just is is fantastic. So that's uh, awesome. Really cool stuff. Uh, Brent Copperdall, who started like ver- the first couple of episodes of Between the Sheets, he was on. Uh, he announced that he is joining a band called Cold Black River, Cold and they're Black like a River Madison, Rock. they're a Madison-based uh, band, I think nice. Madison-based, okay. um, and they're doing some, a uh, little bit of touring, and so that is, uh, that's starting up again, I think, at the end of July, so... That's why Brent has not been on the podcast because he has, ah, has dedicated himself to new, new doing this for a little schedule. while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Got to figure People some are, stuff out. This is going to be such a crazy summer for shows. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah. Um, and then the, the always the stuff I say every time is under the covers. Yep. Wednesday, 6 to 8 a.m. Central Time on WSUM.org uh, or uh, 91.7 FM. And uh, Dave Black is retiring. That was news. He was the GM at WSUM for like 26 years. And, oh, okay. uh, and so, and Dave has meant a lot to me uh, when I first started out and, um, and stayed in contact with him, being that I'm still on the station. Uh, it's a big deal. So, okay. wish him the best. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, and awesome. yeah, there's an article on Madison.com about that. So okay, that's okay. important. Big change in in uh, in structure there. And, and then also the shows on WISY 92.5 or WISY 92.5.net Sunday afternoons 1 and 3. And always the podcast version of the show is on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Always find it there. So I got to find it in the link tree. 
below. There you I've, go. I've condensed our links down to one link, so you can click on that link, find all the other Does links. Does it open like 12 windows at one time? <laughs> I should have. And just start that. playing it. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. yeah. Every, everything, you're just inundated with all of my content immediately. <laughs> Uh, no, but let, yeah, we have the link tree. It's got it's got a you know nice list of all the links and a nice pretty uh, pretty uh, background and everything. Yeah, it's we like, did, uh, and then one other thing we did. Ray Charles for uh, Between the Sheets and Judy nice. Garland is coming up. So. Oh, that's a great pick. Yeah. Oh man, that's going to be a, that's a great depressing pick. episode, do, right? You can cover everything from Over the Rainbow. <laughs> like Judy she had a pretty fucked up life, all. right? <laughs> That's awesome. We'll find out. We will find out. <laughs> I've heard some pretty messed up it's, stories about her life. life. Yeah. <laughs> Involving drugs given to children? I don't know. Um, there but some uh, things. Things yeah. happened. All right. Judy Garland. Yeah, that'll be a... They're that, all under the covers. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be, that'll be a fun <laughs> episode. Um, while you're talking about, though, uh, you were talking about uh, WSUM changes happening. Um, I just want to take that uh, uh, opportunity to give a shout out to uh, Adrian Ranny and uh, congratulate her for becoming the uh, outreach coordinator at WORT. So a friend of the show, Adri- Adrian Ranny, uh, she's been on the Rolling Stones podcast and she'll be on, uh, I think she's going to be on Side B soon. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, she's, she's working her way up. I think I saw that news and, too. Yeah, working yeah. her way up in WORT. So uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of changes happen at both, both the local... Uh, uh, like community based community yes radio community st- radio, radio stations, stations. yes yeah. yes so uh yeah yeah cool things happening here in Madison Wisconsin um but uh yeah as for me i am uh listening to of course the desert island playlist although i shouldn't have to listen to it for too long we have 42 people on the discord and i only need 50 people on the discord in order to uh stop you know at least you know expand my horizons a little bit um, so, uh, yeah, just eight more people we need on the yeah, discord. We're so close. We're so close. Um, and, uh, we've also, uh, I do want to welcome our, our, our poll bots. Uh, we've, we've introduced a poll bot to the discord. So we're gonna try to put out some polls about music and, uh, and things. He's the, he's the, he's the, uh, robot from the queen cover of that one album, uh, where he's it's the robot with the, the guys in their hands. And uh, he's been out of work for some decades and, uh, he's, the newest member of our Discord, so please join our Discord. Give him, uh, give him a shout out. You know, uh, 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 he he'd really appreciate it. PB. Um, he hasn't been treated great yet in the Discord. Uh, a lot of distrust towards him, but um, you know, I'm hoping to change that a little bit with some of the polls. Does he trust humans? Uh, I haven't asked him yet. I'll have That's to. We haven't we haven't broached the subject. Um, so maybe we can pose some questions to him. Either. Yeah. 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 Um, other than that, I just uh, for plugs, I just want to plug the Flyover State TV channel. Um, we are there every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central live doing both Side B and The Island. And uh, if you want to uh, support our work and everything that we're doing, go to patreon.com slash Park. And now have it all fleshed out. We got the $1 tier, $3 tier, and $5 tier. If you want to pay $5... You can have me make you a music video of your song and your franchise of choice. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm going to say right now here uh, that, you know, that's uh, uh, 10 minutes is the cutoff point for song length. And if uh, uh, 100 people sign up in the next day or so or next month or so, I'll probably have to cap it for a while. But 
for the time being, if you sign up for the five dollar tier, I will make you a music video for some in, shit that you done, like. The video gets done. Yeah, sooner, sooner, yeah. If you get, if you sign up right now, you are first on the list for this project of mine. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, get to the Patreon, patreon.com slash flyoverstatepark. And, uh, yeah, check out all the other cool links on Linktree. Uh, we have all of everything else that I'm doing all over the place. So, um, yeah, if you want all the social media, all the contact stuff, it's all in the Linktree. And uh, uh, we also have the Discord link and everything. Please join one of those things. We want to hear from you. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got. Um, I think that's, that's uh, everything with, with uh, pet sounds. We finally have covered the, you know, this was one of the ones Man, on the commercial, I think. Uh, the original. We've done so, so many now. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so I think it was in, like, my top five Desert Island. Like, that's right. About yeah, this. yeah. So, um, yeah, we've, 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 we're, we're glad to finally uh, cross this one off our list. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next week on The Album Concept Hour. Thanks for listening. The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Jake Foster. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Please like us on Facebook or friend us on Twitter or MySpace and let us know what concept album you would like to hear on the podcast. See you on Side B. This is Flyover State Park. You are clear to land.